everyone, I'm Mike Knox welcoming you to another dose of practicology. This is episode 67 and today we're going to be talking about greeting one another and what makes small talk such a big deal. Speaking of which, Matthew, greetings. I hope you're doing well. We are doing well. Thanks for asking. Beautiful sunny day here. Had a great night's sleep last night. Um, enjoying the goodness of the Lord. We are doing well. But Mike, you can ask me how I'm doing, and sometimes I wonder, do you really care how I'm doing? I mean, how how are you going to turn this small question about how I'm doing into a big conversation? Haha. <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about uh, today, Matthew. Um, I want to talk about small talk, and yes, we uh, often fear that small talk is just small talk. It doesn't really have any meaning. It's just empty words. So I want to push back on that quite a little bit. The reason I'm uh, addressing this in this episode today is, first of all, because of how this fits in with some other episodes we've been covering. Matthew, uh, you're right in the middle of a series on the church, and an important part of our life uh, with the local church is this business of, of greeting one another, of talking mm -hmm. to one another. The Bible, mm -hmm. as we're going to cover shortly, commands us to greet all the saints in the local church. And then uh, I just did an episode recently on friendship, and of course, uh, friendship is going to be dependent on us greeting one another and, and having small talk at times in order to make friends and so on. And then uh, I have an upcoming series with Josh Smith coming up on anxiety. And believe it or not, uh, I'll maybe touch a little wee bit here today on how even small talk can really help us uh, with our anxiety. So, so that's why I'm wanting to talk about small talk right now. But the, another reason why I want to cover the subject is that we, we all maybe have an awkward relationship with greetings and small talk. Yeah, just as a little bit of evidence of that, Mike, don't we, don't you and I often struggle to get the right greeting to our Practicology podcast and just how we're going to start things off or finish things, right? Absolutely, yes. And uh, taking that down a notch just in our normal day-to-day -day interactions, uh, small talk, greeting one another, running into someone, being in the elevator, crossing paths in the hallway, all of these things can be awkward for us. Uh, my most embarrassing story, uh, personally, is is when I went to uh, a party for, for someone and this very distinguished guest, this very important person was there. See, Matthew, these are the circles I, I walk in regularly. For um, sure. <laughs> and anyways, I mean, this is, this is a famous man who is a world expert in his field. And I, I ran into him at the front door. And I, I can't remember if he opened the door for me or if I for him, but... But I said hello to him and I said, how are you doing? And, you know, he gave a, a typical answer. Well, then we get into the vestibule and guess what? Three feet on, there's a second door. And so I open that door for him and I say, oh, hi, Dr. So-and-so, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I mean, he seemed very unimpressed with me. It was probably extremely obvious to him that I, I really wanted to make a good impression far too much. And, uh, and he said to me, I'm just the same as I was three seconds ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, so, and so I did not make a good impression at all. It was just plain awkward. And, and that leads on to another thing, which is like, it can seem so fake, right? If you spend a whole weekend uh, in a conference room or something with other believers and, and you meet a hundred people or something, it, it begins to just feel really fake. Like, like you're just trying to be interested in others or you're just trying to say, you know, what we're so socially supposed to say, but, but there's no real meaning to it. And of course, we've all encountered the person who, 
who says the words, but it's so obvious that they don't mean it. They just breeze right past you. They don't even slow down to hear what you might say. And, uh, and so, yeah, there, there's a couple of reasons why we struggle with it. It's awkward and, and maybe we think it's just meaningless cliches and, and it's very fake. Another thing, just quickly, is uh, maybe we hear it talk down from the pulpit, you know, Maybe we've heard preaching at a conference where, you know, our conversation is encouraged to be spiritual and we maybe feel that small talk isn't very important for that reason. And, and then many of us, um, we, we mistakenly think that small talk is, is not important and that every conversation should be a big conversation. You know, we, we get frustrated when our relationships and conversations are, are just shallow all the time and we don't want to hang around for small talk. We want to get into big talk. And, and we have this unrealistic expectation that every conversation should be life-changing and deeply significant and, and deeply personal. Yeah, those are good points, Mike. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board with you on this. But help make the case for all of our listeners why, why small talk is such a big deal. Because with some, I'd say you're going to have to uh, prove your case well today. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited about the challenge for sure. So yes, I want to I want to give three reasons why small talk is such a big deal. Number one, because God does it. God does small talk. God greets people, and so uh, just Genesis three in the Garden of Eden, God comes down and he he greets uh, Adam and Eve. He says he says, "Where are you?" and and note. This is a purely rhetorical question, right? This is one of those times when person A greets person B and says things he already knows, but, but it's just a way of, of moving into the relationship or accomplishing something. He, God, says, God says, where are you? And he already knows where Adam is. So, so God, in a sense, engages in small talk. We also know that God greets people in other ways and Number six, he, he makes sure that the priests speak a greeting over his people because he wants them to receive a greeting from himself. Mary is suddenly shocked to uh, encounter an angel, and Gabriel passes on a greeting. Daniel receives a greeting. It's as if God sends his servants to talk to people, and he makes sure that they begin the conversation with a greeting. The Lord Jesus greets his disciples, especially after his resurrection. He'll come into a room and say, peace to you. He'll greet Mary uh, after he, he came out of the tomb and so on. So why is small talk a big deal? Because God condescends and, and he himself engages in small talk. He himself takes time to actually greet people before launching in uh, to his message. Is that a decent start, Matthew? It is, but I'm actually anticipating a little pushback. So let's let's clear one here because someone might say, "Hey, Mike, that that sounds a little bit irreverent." Almost, you're saying that God is just, you know, having this small talk conversation. There, there was, there was more intended in God's mind when He said, "Where are you?" He's confronting Adam with something, and you know, the grace and peace readings of Scripture. Well, those are those are meaningful terms. I'm guessing. I think part of your response to that pushback would be. That's exactly your point, that what uh, a sentence or a question that might seem like small talk, the fact that this is coming from God, we know it isn't just a meaningless thing, right? Because this is, these are the words of God. These are significant communications. 
Yeah, absolutely, Matthew. That's uh, that's a great pushback, and I'm it's so good that I'm glad you also attempted an answer to help me get out of that tight spot there. Um, but yes, that's exactly my point. That uh, I mean, when God speaks, everything He says is, of course, infinitely far more important right. than than what we say, right? right? But but all I'm observing with with you is that God takes time to to greet and. Uh, whether it's through an angel, whether it's, as you say, the New Testament apostles saying grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, those words are loaded with theological meaning. Uh, yes, I, I grant that when he said, where are you? He was also exposing sin and wanting Adam to, to uh, confess and, and so on. But I want to make the case that when you and I greet each other, there's a whole lot more going on than, uh, than it might first appear as well. So, so let me go on to the next one. So first of all, God himself greets people. And, and then secondly, God commands us to greet people. God commands us to grant people. So the Bible is full with lots of examples of people greeting one another. And, and so you have Abraham and Melchizedek, for instance, in Genesis. You have Moses and his father-in-law, they meet each other and, and they ask, how are you doing? There's a few places in the Bible where, where people inquire of each other's welfare. It's, it's as if they're saying today, hi, how are you doing? So we have examples in scripture. Mm -hmm. But but more importantly, uh, we have God actually explicitly commanding us to greet one another. And so the Lord Jesus in Matthew 10, verse 12, when he sends out his disciples, he tells them to, to greet the home when they come to it. In other words, I mean, just, just think about this for a second. The Lord Jesus, it's, it's as if, you know, uh, we send our children off to something and we say, well, remember to say hi, remember to say thank you after the meal. It's as if the Lord Jesus is saying, please remember to greet them when, when you come to them. Please, please don't forget that important part. He wants his missionaries to use good manners when they enter people's homes. I mean, this is just one example. There's so many instances in the New Testament. But Paul, for example, to the Philippians, he, he tells them to greet all the saints. In, in 4 verse 21 to 23, he says, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So here's Paul, and he's telling the Philippians, make sure you greet all the saints. And if you look at the opening of this letter, Paul practices what he preaches because he begins the, the letter saying, uh, and he and he really goes like overboard to make sure this is clear that he's greeting every one of the Christians in in Philippi. And if you know anything about the background, you know that this is uh, possibly a divided assembly. There's some disunity issues, and so it's really important for Paul that he greets all the Christians and that they greet all the Christians. The point being, not only does God greet people, and that's why small talk is a big deal. But secondly, God commands us to do the same. Yeah, your Philippians 4 example is wonderful. I mean, that's such a, actually such a meaningful expression when he says, especially those of Caesar's household. Like that's that's some really fascinating insight that there were believers there. Of course, Romans 16 is another fantastic example. I love that chapter. And I think we've got 13 verses that you might say are just greetings, but they're not just greetings. I, I've heard some excellent ministry uh, on those greetings as well. But the fact that God would give that much of his inspired word to greetings shows that he views them as very significant. 
Yeah, that's not a waste of sacred scripture space, right? right? To, to fill up uh, almost an entire chapter of such a theological letter, Romans, uh, with, with all those names and greetings. It's so important. And so two reasons why small talk is actually a really big deal is, first of all, God does greetings and he commands us to, to greet one another. But now let me come to this third one. And here is where maybe, maybe uh, there'll be a surprise or two for listeners. Uh, number three, because of what happens when we greet each other and make small talk. This is something I want to linger on, that, that something really significant happens when we greet each other. Um, I'm sure we've all heard the jokes about men and women and how uh, we kind of need translators for what they say. Uh, Matthew, maybe I'll test your decoding skills, but um, you know, if, if the, the typical husband uh, comes to the stereotypical wife and says, you know, how are you doing, dear? How, how are you doing today? And she says, fine. What, what does that mean, Matthew? What does the word fine mean in that example? Well, when it's coupled with that tone and that curtness of pronunciation, it sounds like things are not fine. Yeah, exactly, right? Maybe things are terrible. I can't believe you haven't picked up on what's troubling me yet. And, and so it's a one-word answer, but it means so much more. And, and that's sort of a negative example, but let me turn it around and, and do it in a positive sense. What are we really saying to each other when we say, hi, how are you? What are we really saying? And I'm going to tell you that, that we're saying three things. Let me start with the first one. We're saying, first of all, when, when you go up to someone and say, hi, how are you? You're saying to that person, you're saying, you're a valued member of the human family. You're saying, I recognize you as a valuable human being, uh, worthy of, of respect and dignity. Just, just think back to a second for the fact, uh, or regarding the fact that God greets us, that he would speak to Adam and ask him a question to draw him out, that he would send an angel to, to Daniel and, and the angel would say, O oh, Daniel, man greatly loved, Daniel 10 verse 11. That the Lord Jesus would greet Mary after he rose from the dead, would greet the disciples and say, peace to you. That the Father and the Son, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would greet us over and over and over again through the letters of the New Testament, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why does God do this? What does it mean? What does it mean for God to look us in the eye, as it were, and call us by name, like Jesus did to Mary, he said, Mary, and then greet us. You see, it, it's powerful actually, isn't it? It's a way for God to acknowledge us and to treat us like human beings worthy of respect and dignity. And it's the same. I mean, it's not as powerful, but it's still the same when you and I do this for each other, when we greet each other. So decode these words. When someone comes up to you and says, hi, how are you doing? Decode those words. What does it really mean? What it really means is, I see you as a fellow human being, equal in value to every other human being, worthy of respect and dignity, and being treated like an image bearer of God. Now, now you and I can't actually say those words usually to each other, right? That would be a little over the top. It'd be a bit uncomfortable, too formal. But that's really what we're saying. The language of greeting is a convention that we use to remind each other that we are fellow human beings. So, hi, how are you means I see you as a dignified human being. Now, now that might not sound like much, right? 
But think about what it means. Think about the impact this can have on people who are losing their grip on life. Someone who's really struggling, someone who's been through trauma, someone who's been beat up emotionally. Uh, just for an example, there's, there's a book uh, called something like The Boy Who Was Raised Like a Dog or something like that. And <clears throat> at the end, the counselor or therapist or whatever he was, uh, he points out that, you know, therapy can do a lot for people who have been uh, brought up in really, really abusive childhoods and so on. But, but what he says is that the biggest thing the rest of us can do for that human being is just to greet them, right? Just to, to look them in the eye when they talk to us and just to say hi and to engage in conversation with them. Regardless of how superficial the words that might be going back and forth between you and that person, what's really being communicated to that person is that she's accepted, she's human, she's valuable, she's part of the human family just like you. And just, you know, a much smaller example in my own life is, you know, in the last couple of years, I've gone through some emotional difficulties in my life. And, and I just remember jogging down the road on a gravel road and vehicles occasionally would come by. It's Austin, not Halifax, Matthew, but vehicles would occasionally come by and, and they would slow down for me and give, give a wide berth. And maybe this is really pathetic, but it was actually very meaningful to me, right? I felt like valued. This, I feel respected. Um, someone waves at you. You go into the post office and someone says hi. And maybe you don't even know who the person is, but, but these very small gestures of greeting and small talk and respect communicate dignity in a way that can be incredibly powerful and even therapeutic for us when we're, when we're losing our way. Yeah. I mean, you give that example and you just mentioned Austin to Halifax, but you know, one of the things I've noticed living in, okay, living in a small town for a while, living now in a subdivision just outside of a city, and then at times having been in a city too, the, the degree of communication when you pass by someone is directly proportionate to the size of the area in which you live, right? Um, so when you're in the smaller town, it's like everybody says hi as you pass one another by, as you're walking past each other. And then in the city, of course, you're, you know, people aren't going to want to hear you or see you at times. And I mean, that's one of the downside of cities, how that human interaction can become a little bit distant, even as we are crammed close together. Um, but it's it's a blessing. That's a blessing of being in a in a smaller community that people do take the time to recognize each other's existence and presence and meaningful contribution. Yeah, that's a good point, Matthew. I mean, it's definitely more in the rural areas. Although uh, I tend to bring that with me when I go into urban areas. I was in Toronto recently walking down streets and saying hi to people. Um, I'm not sure how strange that was for them. But in England, it's quite common, especially in traffic, you know, to to just wave when someone, you know, makes room for you or something. And, and of course, uh, people are always saying cheers to each other over there, which I think is great. And it's very urban. But yeah, so um, it is different. But um, certainly in the church, we should be greeting one another. Yeah. And another way I notice what you're saying, just the, the significance of bestowing dignity or acknowledging people's dignity is, is our interactions with children. You know, there are some people who if there are children in the vicinity, they just, they, they would never acknowledge them. They would only talk to the adult. 
But think of how meaningful that is to the child when you take time to acknowledge them as well. You don't just greet the parents, but you greet the child, ask them how they are. They may find it a bit awkward in responding to you, but they'll learn that. And you're acknowledging their presence and that they're a, a meaningful person as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Lord took time for children. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So when we say, hi, how are you? We're first of all saying you're a valued member of the human family. Not in so many words, that would be awkward, but the convention gives us a nice way of doing it. That's actually very meaningful. Then the second thing that, and this is the next point now, the next thing that we're saying uh, when we say, hi, how are you? Is, is we're saying to the person, we're saying you're welcome and accepted here by this family. So not only are you a part of the human family, but you're welcome here and accepted by this family. So, so what do I mean? Well, let's think about Ruth the Moabite. And she comes uh, back to Bethlehem from Moab. First day on the job, right? First day on the job. Many of us can appreciate how nerve-wracking that is and scary. But she was also a foreigner. And the boss comes, Boaz. And what's the first thing that he says? He says to all the reapers, he says, the Lord be with you. And they respond, the Lord bless you. If you take time to read Ruth 2, in a way, it's a chapter about small talk. It's a chapter of greetings, the power of a greeting. This is so beautiful that an employer would come, say, the Lord be with you. And his staff would respond, the, the Lord bless you. And then, of course, uh, we read on in the chapter how Boaz spots Ruth and, and he goes and greets her. He calls her my daughter and he welcomes her. And do you know what he's saying to this foreigner, to this woman? to this unmarried woman who has, you know, so little social capital and so on. He's saying to this, this woman, he's saying, Ruth, you're welcome here. I accept you. We accept you. I'm glad you're here. I'd like you to feel like you're one of us. And, and this also, when, when a new person comes to a gospel meeting, right? Or when a new youth comes to your youth group, and you act like Boaz towards that person, you take steps to make them feel welcome. That's what you're doing. You're saying, you're saying, you're not only a fellow member of the human family, but you're welcome in this family. We're glad you're here. We want you to feel welcome here. Yeah, and it led to a fruitful marriage too. So you never know where this small talk is going to lead. So when one person says, hi, how are you to one another? Uh, what she's really saying is, I see you. I treat you like a valuable human being. Uh, secondly, I want you to know that you're very welcome here. And in those examples, I mean, that, that could be true for any good intention round of small talk between any two people. Mike, is there some way that this is enhanced, though, when it's two Christians communicating with each other? You just gave an example there in, in Ruth where they did use the language of, the, you know, the Lord bless you. Um, but Christians may still say that it's the very same things that you've been saying. Hi, how are you? But may there be an added an enhanced meaning to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there is something very special that's even more special when two Christians say this to each other, when they greet one another and engage in small talk. And that is not just, you remember the human family, not just you're welcome into this family, but thirdly, you fellow Christian, you are welcomed and accepted into God's family, right? The, the Bible explicitly tells us to greet one another, speaking of other Christians were to greet other believers. And what happens when brothers and sisters greet each other? They, they remind each other that they are brothers and sisters. We, we say to each other, 
in my case, after the Lord's Supper and in our meeting, we say to each other, hi, how are you doing? But I think what we're really saying is, is you're, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're in God's family with me, you're in Christ. We know, uh, it's well known that Paul takes standard greetings from his day and spiritualizes them. You know, he doesn't just say grace, he doesn't just say shalom, he says grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is a way, Matthew, to take it up a notch too, like not just to say, hi, how are you? But for instance, a, a sister in my local church, she'll always say to me, hi, brother Mike, hi, brother Mike. And that's so special to me. I always respond, hi, sister, and I say her name. There's another believer, he used to be a Hutterite, he doesn't go to our church, but his kids come to our kids program often. And whenever he sees me, he'll have some special greeting for me. Often it's this, he'll say, Mike, you're the apple of God's eye, or, you know, you're precious and the beloved or something like that. That's his, That's those are the first words out of his mouth to me. And uh, it's it's even more meaningful than, you know, just two human beings greeting each other. It's so special coming from another believer. The Lord Jesus, right? He's so sensitive about this. After he rises from the dead, he's conscious of his disciples' failure. And so what does he do? Over and over, he meets them and he says, peace, peace to you. He's saying, I don't want there to be a guessing game in our relationship. I don't want you guessing whether we're okay or not, whether I've forgiven you or not. He's saying, peace. I want you to hear in my greeting that I love you and accept you and, and that we're in a good relationship together. Well, beloved brother Mike, whom I love in the Lord, uh, thank you for what you've brought us so far. I'm still expecting, though, that there's some people that think you're kind of blowing this out of proportion. And I guess your point to them is you, you think they've maybe imbibed some wrong ideas about the significance of small talk or the meaningfulness of these expressions. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, so um, maybe I could just finish that way, Matthew, with uh, I think I've got six lies or myths. I'll go through these very quickly. Six lies or myths that we believe, perhaps, about small talk and greetings that undermine them. Uh, but the truth is that they're actually very meaningful. So, so number one, we tell ourselves this. We say, I need to try and avoid greeting people and having small talk because I don't like saying empty words. The truth is, actually... Uh, greeting one another and small talk are very meaningful, as I, I hope I've shown. Yeah. Amen. And then another lie is we say, well, some people have abused greetings and small talk. They don't care. When they say those words, they don't care how others are doing. They just go waltzing by. So now small talk is ruined for me. Well, the truth is that the Lord Jesus, he was falsely greeted, right? Judas kissed him with a greeting, but it was it was a total betrayal. It was not intended as a greeting of a friend, but the the trap of a foe. And, and yet the Lord Jesus, he rises from the dead and time after time he greets others. You see, the fact that it's been abused by others doesn't empty it or ruin small talk and greetings. No, that we can still use them and just use them meaningfully, legitimately. A third lie is we say, well, it's no big deal if I avoid greeting others at the church. It's no big deal. I, I can avoid that. Well, the truth is that the New Testament commands it and much, much is lost when we uh, don't greet one another. A fourth lie is we say to ourselves, every conversation needs to be a big, deep, spiritual, life-changing conversation. Well, the truth is that's an unrealistic expectation. That belief will make it hard for you ever to have a deep conversation with someone because it's small talk that builds up a, a trust account with one another. And it's small talk that often 
sets the stage, does the needed preparatory work to make one another comfortable about sharing in the big things. Small talk is so important. A fifth lie is, uh, oh, I shouldn't take time to think ahead and plan ahead about what I could talk about with someone or how I could greet someone. Oh, the truth is it's really good for us to pray ahead of time, specifically, Lord, please uh, put me in a conversation with someone. Please give me something to say to someone. That would be a blessing to them. In fact, I know of an elder who started uh, listening to a podcast because he knew that one of the saints was listening to it, and he wanted to be able to easily find things to say when he met that Christian at the meeting. Final lie. Maybe you're an elder and you say, you know what? How church leaders greet the church isn't important. Nothing is lost if you just wing it, you know, go through the announcements and wing it. Ah, the truth is that those first words can be very powerful. And if, if you plan a greeting once in a while and you plan to say something theological, special, meaningful, personal, it can be a great blessing. Someone who does this so well is uh, Ray Ortland. You can Google a clip of him. None of us are going to be able to do it like he can, Matthew, but uh, lives have been changed just by the way uh, they're greeted when when Ray welcomes them into the congregation. Yeah, and your words today make me think about uh, a brother in another local church a few hours from us, but when he greets you at the door, you do feel so welcome, whether you are a believer or an unbeliever. He's He's a master at it because it is genuine from his heart and just the way he expresses his joy in seeing you. I've also entered other buildings where you sort of get the feeling like they don't really care if you're here or not. In fact, maybe they'd rather you not be there. And and that sends a, a very loud message. The other thing I'd caution people, they might think, you know, you, you kind of touched on this when, when they ask me how I am. Well, do they really want to know how I am? Yeah, they may. Maybe they're not intending that you open all that up right now, but it doesn't mean just as... The fact that they're not looking for a huge conversation right now doesn't mean that they don't want to hear it from you. Um, maybe now's the time for small talk and maybe later will be the time to open up a little bit more and share with them. And maybe you can say that to them. You know, I haven't had the, the greatest week. I'd like to talk to you about that later. Okay. Yeah. I got to greet a few more people here, but let's, let's find some time downstairs to do that. That's an option as well. Would you say? Yeah, totally. And maybe sometime I'll do another episode on what do we say when people ask us how we're doing. And uh, one of the things I want to say is it's okay to say I'm struggling, I'm not doing great. Maybe we could talk about it sometime, right? That's totally fine. Good, Mike. We'll look forward to hearing that. Thank you for your words today. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on another episode of the Practicology Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. In fact, let's close with this prayer from the scriptures, the blessing in Numbers chapter 6. Uh, that the Lord told Moses and Aaron to bless the people of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. Take care, everyone. Mm -hmm.